Plant-based lifestyles have increasingly become mainstream as societal awareness around climate change, animal abuse, and social justice continues to grow. What used to be considered hippie food, tofu, tempeh, kombucha, nutritional yeast, are now common household staples. And at this point, you'd really have to be living under a rock to have not tried the Beyond Meat Burger. Here in Kitchener-Waterloo, there is a thriving community of people who subscribe to varying degrees of the plant-based lifestyle. One of the leaders of that plant-based community is our own Justine Sparling. Justine lives in downtown Kitchener and runs the popular Instagram page PlantifulKW, which highlights all sorts of plant-based meals, products, recipes, and plant-friendly businesses that you can find here in Waterloo Region. In March, before the quarantine, she also hosted the first Plantiful KW local business exhibition at Kitchener's Descendants Brewery. Justine, thanks so much for joining me. Thanks, Matt. Uh, so can you tell uh, our listeners a little bit about Plantiful KW? What does it mean to run an Instagram page and how did you start it? Um, that's a great question. I uh, initially kind of started it partly out of boredom and partly out of wanting to share more information about the local food scene, um, particularly the plant-based food scene in Kitchener-Waterloo. Um, I found I had always been a point of questions and contact for friends and coworkers and people that I knew um, who would always ask me, you know, where'd you get that? Where do you go for food? How did you make that recipe? And I figured it was a lot easier for me to just curate it all in one place. So it kind of started from that. And then also um, always been really involved in the community, love running events and meeting new people. And it felt like a really great way to kind of bridge that gap between sharing that information with the community um, and also supporting local businesses. So you mentioned that people were always asking you about your advice on plant-based things. Tell us a little bit about your story and your plant-based lifestyle. How did that come about? Oh gosh, it's been a journey. Um, I would say I've been vegetarian in some capacity for probably close to a decade now. I've honestly stopped counting, um, but it's been a journey over the years of switching to pescatarian, eating dairy, not eating dairy, eating eggs, not eating <laughs> eggs, um, but have been pretty consistently vegan for the last couple of years. Um, my journey started very much from the animal welfare side of things. Um, I can always appreciate the health benefits of a plant-based diet, but um, for me, the motivation largely was from an animal welfare standpoint. So once I kind of came to know of how animals were actually farmed and what that industry really looked like, particularly the dairy industry was really eye-opening for me. Um, it just made sense that if I wanted to live within my values, I uh, I couldn't consume those products anymore. So that made the decision a lot easier and has always kind of propelled me forward as I've kind of continued with this journey. And anytime I think about backsliding, I think I just go back to it connecting to my values and it it all makes sense. For sure. And you mentioned that there was lots of people who were asking these questions. The community for plant-based lifestyle in Kitchener is growing and it is huge. How has your Plantiful KW page been received? Um, so when I first started, I honestly thought maybe a couple hundred people at absolute most would follow me. And then I think was it was within a matter of weeks, I saw like 500 followers and then it was a couple months in and I hit that thousand. And then I was like, wow, there really is like a large 
um, you know, appetite, for lack of a better pun, um, for this type of content. And people seem to really enjoying it. And I found kind of the more I put into it, the more energy and time I put into it, the more um, folks started following me. So a couple of months ago, I hit 3,000 followers, which is what? insane. Most of which are local. So um, Instagram obviously has great ways to track demographics and stuff. And almost all of my followers are in Kitchener, Waterloo, Cambridge, Guelph, and Toronto. Um, so very, very, very local focused, which I think just speaks to um, the community that we have here in Kitchener. People want to support local. They want to live within their values. They want to be environmentally sustainable. They want to, you know, eat foods that are kinder to animals like this. All these things kind of come together in a plant-based diet. And there seems to be a lot of that happening here in Kitchener. For sure. So 3,000 plus followers. Would you describe yourself as an in influencer? No, not overtly. <laughs> in, like a, in like a joking way, I guess, sometimes. But I mean, when you have 3,000 people following you, you post something. And I would say it's highly likely that you're going to influence at least one person. And honestly, that's like, that's enough for me. If I can influence one person to try a tofu egg salad sandwich instead of a regular egg salad sandwich or encourage somebody to try our local vegetarian vegan restaurant instead of going to a meat focused restaurant. So those small like levels of influence are really all that matters to me like that micro impact well if you influence one person i think you're still technically considered an influencer and Ooh. i think you're probably influencing many many more than that walk <laughs> us through a day in the life of plantable kw what are some of the things that we could find on your instagram page um so pre-covid 19 or post-covid 19 because things look very different now let's talk about pre-covid 19 and then that'll be a great segue into talking about how things have changed with the pandemic awesome um so my the the whole account kind of grew from initially from wanting to share about local businesses that were offering vegan and vegetarian options so so many people I talked to didn't know that so many places in the community offered options, whether they were poorly advertised um, or they just hadn't visited those places. Um, so for a really long time, my focus was largely around restaurants um, and dining out, um, which I enjoy because I love going out to eat. My bank account, however, did not enjoy it very much. So... I mean, a day in the life, I would say pre-COVID, I was trying a new restaurant or trying to like go to a different place that maybe had a new vegan or vegetarian item. I would say at least weekly um, to be able to share that content um, with the community. So I always would try to make a really um, conscious effort if there were new products in the community to try those as quickly as I could. So like, for example, when the Bauer Kitchen launched their new plant-based menu, I think I was there within like the first couple of days that it was launched. So I could try it and share and make sure that the word got around for folks to be able to support that menu. Because if restaurants try out plant-based menus and if nobody eats them or knows about them, then they're not gonna keep them. So for I'm sure. all for the mindset of doing my best to support those products. Um. Yeah, so in terms of 
that, I would say lots of restaurant visits, lots of visits to Cafe Pyrus. I frequent Cafe Pyrus a little too much. You'll see me post a story pre-COVID of a breakfast griller probably at least every other week because they're so good. Yeah, shout out to Cafe Pyrus because they are amazing. <laughs> right? They deserve all the shout outs. I was very sad when they closed down due to COVID and then was very happy when they reopened for takeout and delivery. So. Perfect. Um, and now um, things are looking a little bit different. So while I'm still trying to support businesses through takeout, there's definitely less um, vegan and vegetarian options now um, through the takeout lens. There are definitely still a fair number of options in the community, but a lot of my go-tos like Beer Town and the Bower Kitchen are doing takeout and aren't open. Um, so that kind of narrows the number of places that I have the ability to order from or want to order from these days. So now I'm spending a lot more time in the kitchen and doing a lot more like recipe experimenting, trying out making things that I had always said I would try making and never have. Um, I purchased myself a Vitamix and a KitchenAid mixer. I think I saw that post on your Instagram. <laughs> so I've really leveled up my kitchen appliances, which is great because now I can experiment with lots of really cool stuff that I... Um, there's a lot of things you can't do without a really good high-speed blender, which I didn't have before. So having a Vitamix has allowed me to do like new different like cashew sauces and doing a lot more baking because I'm pretty open about it on my account that I'm the worst baker. So trying to hone in on my baking skills. Um, but yeah, when the pandemic started, I kind of did like a, a call out to my followers to say, you know, what sort of content do you guys want to see with everything that's happening? Um, and largely a lot of people wanted to see more recipes since they're going to be spending more time at home. So been trying to put a focus on that. And I try to post recipes that are simple, accessible, easy and affordable ingredients. Um, I'm not one mostly for like really complex recipes. Um, so yeah, that's been my focus since uh, six weeks ago, since we've been staying home. I think it, it sounds like you, like many, many people are starting to dip their toes a little bit more into cooking, even start to dip your toes a little bit more into baking. What are some of the recipes that you've been making at home? What are some of the successes? And maybe if you're willing to share, what are some of the failures that you've had? Or not failures, I would say the ones that didn't oh, maybe no. turn out as, I, <laughs> as, oh, as no, well I as can you share, hoped. <laughs> I can share a failure. So <laughs> this weekend, I decided that we were going to have like a, a vegan, like junk food diner feast. So I was like, I made like this big menu with all these different items and most of them turned out really well, but I decided to try my hand at making vegan mozzarella sticks. Oh my gosh. That sounds delicious. Time. Like theoretically, it's, that sounds good. It sounds delicious and it seemed okay until I ate it. So basically they're cashew based. So you add tapioca, you put them in a pan, you blend it, you put it in a pan and then until it gets like kind of elastic. And then you transfer it into the fridge so it can cool and set. And then it becomes like this like firm, not cheese, cheese blob that you can kind of like cut and then you can bread it. And then you've got like these, like they look like mozzarella sticks. So then I fried it and I was like, oh, these look great. 
the cashew mixture inside had coconut oil in it. So first of all, it tasted like coconut. And I normally like coconut, but not in my mozzarella stick. And second of all, the texture of it, it like didn't melt, but it didn't not melt. So it tasted like, oh my gosh, I can't even... I can't even describe, but the texture was so bad that I immediately ate one and I had to throw the whole batch out. They were so gross. Well, at least you're honest with that. Oh gosh, they were. (laughs) I looked looked at my partner and I was like, don't even try one. Did did he try one? He didn't try one. I was like, please don't try it. (laughs) I'm actually embarrassed by how bad it is. And I'm not one to waste food ever. So like, that's how bad it was. Yeah. That I threw it, but I did make uh, seitan chicken burgers um, and they were really good. So that was one success story. And that was like, I've on Saturdays, I've been like trying a new, more complicated recipe. So that was my Saturday. Um, but last week I shared a vegan egg salad recipe that people seem to really like. And it's so easy. You can whip it up in minutes with uh, like a medium firm tofu. So I've been making that a lot for lunches. I made chickpea salad for the first time ever recently. Um, made my first loaf of sourdough. Um, and I think this weekend I'm going to try making my own seitan from scratch, which is where you like wash flour, which I had never heard cool. of until recently. Um, yeah, I've been doing lots of cooking. We also did a Spanish tapas night. So I made a whole bunch of like small Spanish dishes, which all turned out delicious. That's great. And are those recipes available on your Plantful KW Instagram page? Those ones I posted a photo of, but all of the recipes I found online. So I did list. Um, So I did not develop these. These were all like legitimate Spanish recipes. So I posted the names of all of them um, for people to like look up. But I just followed recipes online for those because I don't know anything about Spanish cooking. (laughs) <laughs> Leave it to the professionals, right? That's a little. That's good. It's good advice in all in all uh, all walks of life. So exactly. So you you mentioned that there's been a lot of changes with your Plantful KW page, but I think you're hinting to big changes in people's lifestyles in general. What advice would you have to people who are maybe just starting out with their plant uh, based lifestyle now, or wanting to continue the plant based lifestyle, given what's been going on with the quarantine situation? I would say take all the time you have to experiment. Like if you like being in the kitchen and you have free time right now, such an ample opportunity to start to experiment with maybe products you've been afraid to try out or you, you know, aren't comfortable using. I think I was vegetarian for over five years before I properly learned how to cook tofu. I was adamant that I didn't like tofu and I didn't. It's not that I didn't like tofu, it's I didn't know how to cook tofu. And once I moved to Asia, I was like, oh my God, the tofu here is delicious. And I actually learned how to cook it. And now it's one of my favorite foods. So versatile, there's so much you can do with it. So there's um, lots of different products like that, seitan, tempeh, that you can dive into and you can do so many different things with. Um, And honestly, with cooking, like you just experiment. And if you screw up, then you learn from it and you make it better next time. Say a good chunk of the recipes I make do not turn out as planned the first time and you just have to tweak them. And um, there's no better time than the present to be experimenting with these things because we are spending all of our time at home. For sure. And the, I mean, following up on that, I'm, I'm curious, 
Um, has it been, has this quarantine situation made it easier or made it harder, do you think, for people to follow plant-based lifestyles? I think it depends how comfortable you are in the kitchen. Because I think if people were relying on um, like restaurants and takeout in the community, I mean, while that's still available to us, it's certainly not as accessible. So if your comfort in the kitchen lies in making more traditional non-vegan meals, um, then it might be more challenging for folks. It's also harder right now to get ingredients. Um, I mean, I'm certainly struggling with my, like how I purchase food and groceries these days. Cause I was definitely the type of person that would be like, Oh, what am I eating for dinner tonight? And then I'd pop by zero ice bulk on my way home, grab what I need and then cook when I get home. And now I don't have that luxury because if you want to order from somewhere like zero waste bulk, you're, you're looking at um, ordering at least a week in advance because um, they're so busy packing orders for curbside pickup. So you have to be so much more planful um, with your with your eating and with your time. So I think it yeah, depends on uh, your comfort in the kitchen and also depends on your personality. If you are not a planning type person, then... <laughs> This new world must be really challenging. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been struggling with that a little bit as well. That's been a, a big change for me too. I mean, we're so lucky to live in this wonderful community. And you talked about some of the businesses that are uh, have been great about supporting people with plant-based lifestyles. What's something in our community that has really inspired you now with, that we're in this quarantine situation? Oh, gosh. Um, there's been so many things. I feel like and this is like, it's very Kitchener to, to see how all of the local businesses and even people who aren't business owners who have all come together and have done really, really neat things to support each other. I can't even keep up with all of the initiatives that have popped up, but I know there was the, there's one called Random Acts of Kindness. Um, and there were a bunch of businesses that were involved with that, where I think you can buy um, like a gift through a local business to send to somebody. Um, so lots of local business have partnered in on that one. Um, I know Cafe Pyrus is providing boxed lunches for a really affordable price to any frontline workers, um, which was really neat to see. So you're just seeing all these really, really cool initiatives pop up in the community. And it's also been really interesting to see how businesses have totally flipped their business model in like the snap of a finger and have adapted to this new world. Um, yeah, it's just been really, really, really outstanding to see. And it was also pretty impressive to see how many businesses took the, um, I don't wanna say the opportunity, but they took the, the initiative, is the word I'm looking for. They took the initiative to close down their, their businesses for like the safety and the well-being of our community before the government even told them to do so. So I think it was a couple days before the province had announced Beer Town, all the charcoal group said, we're closing down all our restaurants. And I was like, whoa, things are getting serious. Like the charcoal group is closing down. Like that's a big deal. But for for businesses to take a hit like that, uh, kind of in the name of the safety and the well-being in the community, like that's, I mean, I certainly respect 
all of the business owners who made those really, really difficult decisions. Totally. I think that that's been a huge theme here in the, in the community. Um, I mean, business owners have had their employees' backs, and it's been amazing to see the customers also rallying to support those businesses, even though their storefronts might have changed or the retail operations are a little bit different. Justine, I really want to thank you for joining me today and, and joining us here on the Midtown Radio Telethon. And uh, before I let you go, I have a little lightning round for you. And, you, and so Ooh. here's a, a couple questions, and you have to choose one of these answers. There's no middle ground. Lightning round, one or the other. You ready for this? I guess so. <laughs> okay, here we go. Tofu or tempeh? Tofu. Beyond Meat Burger, Light Life Burger, or other? Uh, Beyond Meat. Oh, okay. Tacos or pasta? Tacos. Kitchener or Waterloo? Kitchener. Apologies to any Waterloo listeners who are listening. <laughs> uh, favorite vegan-friendly restaurant in the region? Oh, Cafe Pyrus. <laughs> one thing you couldn't live without? Uh, one thing? One thing only. Oh, gosh. Um, oh, this isn't very lightning quick of me. One thing. Ten. Food, food, food? It's up to you. Anything. Potatoes. Sounds good. Random, but sounds good. Favorite thing about KW? Uh, the sense of community. Awesome. Justine, thank you so much for joining us. I encourage everyone to go check out her Plantful KW page. Thank you for making time and uh, catch up with you soon. Thanks, Matt. You too. Bye.